Well, it's exciting for me to be here with Jody Evans, a woman I love and I admire as well. So uh, Jody came to Connecting for Change to talk about overcoming powerlessness. She is the co-founder of Code Pink and has been a peace and environmental women's rights and social activist for 40 years. She has traveled extensively to war zones promoting and learning about peaceful resolution to conflict. I could say a lot of things about Jody, but I'd rather hear you, Jody, speak. And uh, my first question, which to me is linked with overcoming powerlessness, is the Occupy Wall Street, Occupy the World movement. Would you speak about that? Oh, it's a big, it's a big subject. So, um, you know, I'll start by saying we've been waiting for a long time for this movement to find its moment. And for those that are, you know, really paying the cost of the unchecked greed and corruption um, and power in the United States and around the world to kind of say enough already. Code Pink was one of the organizations that helped create the rally that became Occupy. So I went down the first and second days and, and hung out there. And I was so inspired by, you know, what I was saying today, by the capacity of the people there, mostly young, mostly students, to talk about what it felt like to have a $100,000 loan and no prospect of a job and no prospect of a future. And their stories are crazy powerful. And, and what's been great is to watch the stories continue to come down there. And that's a lot what I go for. And Eve Ensler's been coming on Sunday nights and creating a story circle where people share their stories. And you get inside of you know, the thing that the media doesn't cover about how the fabric of our society is being torn apart and who's falling through that. And what does that feel like? And what does it leave you with? And how do you have a future that is built on that? So, um, and then they empower each other. And now it's just interesting to watch how everybody gets nervous because it doesn't have a demand. And um, from the very first weekend, I was like, you can't have a demand because that's how they put you in a box and kick you away and make mm -hmm. you irrelevant. And so no demand is kind of like what power is. When you try to change power, it's very amorphous and you can't get your hand around it. It kind of bops around and changes form and tells another story. But the thing is, is to name it, to say, you do this, your greed has done this, it is, you have closed, you know, kicked 10 million people out of their homes, you know, unjustly, you, you know, just name it. So that you start to define it, not letting it define you. But it's also what's let this movement include everyone. A movement of 99% after we saw the uh, just disgusting to play of children in a schoolyard that Congress has been in this last year, just, you know, revolting. And um, so to have people come and say, it's not about this play against my way or your way, it's about us. And we are too big to fail. We, the people of the world, are too big to fail. And you're, you know, and we're done with this system that only benefits and makes the rich richer and only benefits those who are willing to um, 
violate human rights, to uh, steal, to manipulate, to gamble, you know, like everything is accumulated out of these patterns that should be held accountable, but aren't because our system is broken. So it's a fun place to be. You're, you're with anarchists and, you know, uh, uh, tea partiers, you know, and Ron Paul supporters and Code Pink, you know, it's, you're, you really get to talk about, you know, what's wrong, what needs to be done about it, and, and it's engaging a conversation. And then really grapple with power. Because as soon as the Occupy movement started to have some power, then it started to get co-opted. And then it was watching the patterns of what is power. You know, people complain about Obama, but it's been really wonderful to have them watch what happens when you're inside power. Who wants to grab it? Who wants to tell you that they know the right way? How do you create the demand so you create a place where you stand? I mean, just all the things that are happening inside of the Occupy movement in every city is helping everyone learn what is power and then what is responsibility. Because it's all about responsibility, and that's what's missing. The rich that are getting richer are totally irresponsible, not held responsible, but that's our fault. Because we, we have to make that happen. It's what they're learning in the squares. You have to show up. You have to give yourself. You can't buy somebody else. People with money come up to me like, where should I give the money? And I'm like, you can't give money to this. It doesn't need money. It needs you to show up. You walk around the square and you find out what's needed from you and you offer that. Because first of all, they'll spend way more money than they'll give. And to give people money that don't have money is to create another form of irresponsibility. Why are you making them responsible for your money? Why don't you engage and be part of it and you figure out what's needed and you give that? And so it's constantly reminding me of what's in the way of the system that we have. So, you know, these people went around and, you know, somebody brought a truck with a generator and so that they could be online better and so that the um, live coverage could go out better. Somebody else came and brought like a ton of sleeping bags and better tarps. Somebody else, you know, came and decided these guys need a shower and rented a, an apartment down the way so that people could go and have showers. But instead of making people make choices that are supposed to be doing something else, it forced everybody to be engaged in the movement. And we so want to buy our way out. It also has helped the progressive movement realize how much they're part of the 1%. Because they immediately go to money as the answer. Um, because that's how it's been structured. Instead of, you know, maybe money isn't the answer here. And it was really great to watch one of the big progressive movements meet with the leadership at Occupy Wall Street and say, we can raise a million dollars. And the guys in the, from Wall Street looked back and said, what do we need money for? Wow. Because if it's a movement about money, about bringing money out of the system, how do you, it's the way you have to stay disengaged from it, or you become part of it. But it's a constant choice. It's a constant revelation. And where do I choose? And where am I? And um, some of the donor communities who pride themselves on being progressive, have been worried about getting engaged because what about their anonymity or their privacy? But privacy isn't, and security are things that the 99% don't have and they can't buy. And so it's like, feel that and realize that you can buy that, but they can't. And plus, security and control are just illusions, as we know. So sensitive. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's also like how much energy goes into making a few people feel secure. Um, while the rest of us pay that price.
also, I mean, this is totally fascinating to me. And also, I was thinking the other day, I was driving around Santa Fe, and I was getting angry at a driver, or I was engaging in some, ignoring somebody, and I was thinking, what if I allied with the people who are in New York, and I didn't ignore anybody? Right. And I would be a gift and accept gifts, and I would make peace instead of, you know, my question right. is, what would we have to change in ourselves if anywhere we are, we want to be allied with Occupy Wall Street? And that's what being inside the square is about learning. And you know what? It's also when you're inside of it, it changes your DNA. What you become is love. It's like gotten so powerful that you just go inside of it and you just don't want to leave. It's home. And it's where we all are home, in being relationship with each other, in being relational. I mean, because... The world we live in is about as far from direct relationship as you can get. Mm -hmm. So when you get taken back to direct relationship, you feel so good. You feel so fulfilled because you're actually feeling yourself and you're feeling connected. You're not as afraid. You don't need to feel secure because you get to feel connected. I'm mean, I have to tell you this one story because yeah. we're near Boston. So there's this you know progressive writer from Boston who's a big writer in the movement um, about making corporations not people. So, you know, obviously pretty smart and pretty liberal. So he came to Occupy Wall Street and he came with his son who's about nine and they spent the day and in the middle, you know, you get fed, you go around the circle and you get fed and people serve you and, and then they went to one of the circles and then it was time for the march and so they went, you know, they walked up the stairs to get in the march and the dad saw that he was standing right next to the anarchist. So he kind of held his son back and he said, let's wait a little. And his son said, but dad, they're the ones that fed us love. And then I have another girlfriend in L.A. who shows up at the media tent to help, and she's a really high-powered producer in television. And, um, but it's, it's a space about consensus. Mm -hmm. So each decision takes some consensus. And so all day long, it's a little slow, and things happen a little slow, and she has to keep checking with people. And at the end of the day, she said, this is just not like the world I live in. I'm used to this and you know, make this happen. And I thought she was going to say, oh, my God, I can't wait to go home, back to my life. She said, I am so happy. I like this so much better. Because she's burdened with the responsibility of a decision every five minutes, and that's grating. And it's not a decision that's shared, that she shares in community with. So um, I feel like every time I walk through, I learn something new, and I, it's so fresh. You're so constantly up against the mirror of your own ideas and being brought to the place of, yeah. you know, relationship instead of separation. And we all thrive better from that place. Oh, yeah. So what I'm getting from you is uh, hold this mantra, I'm in the square. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I even say it's, it's now, it's Occupy is a state of being. Oh, you, yeah. you know, it's not just in the square. It's like you were saying in your car. It's like going to the state of being. The square is inviting us to. So, you know, it's kind of the new church. You know, it's, it's, it's the secular church because you go to be reminded of the values and the morals and the principles and be in relationship with them and feel community. But it doesn't mean when you leave, you're outside of the Occupy. You're, you know, it makes you more responsible for everything you see and do because democracy always has come from participatory democracy. 
It's not elections. That is not democracy. The right to vote is not democracy. Being a participating citizen and not projecting your power on someone else, but having those in power serve the needs of the people is what democracy is. Mm -hmm. But we have lost our way so desperately and there is no balance of power. And also when people keep talking to me about like, where's the demand? I just want to remind them that, you know, when the declaration of independence is not a demand to King George. It's a declaration of independence. And as soon as you demand from someone, you've given them power over you and that they can deliver what you need. So it's really a movement of self-responsibility in community because we've we've lost that sense of that we're co-creating this together and that you can't give that up. You can't give it away and you can't buy somebody to do it and you can't put your power on someone else. Because as soon as you do, you've given them more than they can handle. And it's also to not make them bad. It's a system that we've all created together. And we all are learning how we're in that system. Like I said about the money thing. You know, I went to Occupy LA and the guy said, I took the money and put it in a bank. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we had to move it to a credit union. No, it's the habits that we have inside of us. that We have one idea that we are, but our behaviors are another idea. And I think this movement has to last for a while before we even understand what's next. Because there's a lot of habits that need to be broken. And so it's, what's there to demand? We don't, I mean, right now we're just in learning. We're in awakening. We're in, I call us the green, you know, the little green shoot coming out of the dirt, you know. And and every little green shoot is possibility. But it has to be nurtured and it has to be tended and it, you know, can't be crushed and, and so, you know, that's the place where we are. And that's why I encourage people to just go down to the Occupies and be there and let it touch you and you touch it. So we are co-creating something. And I want to thank you because I believe that Code Pink has been and is a shoot, a great shoot that has seeded other things like we are seeing growing today in people's hearts and well, I don't think it's surprising that there's a code pinker in every occupy that you know in the way code pink was st- started this this open source yes. you know use your voice be engaged not you know we've been teaching these principles for 9 years and so it's no surprise that the code pink community feels directly aligned with the occupy occupy community except we don't like the word occupy yeah, we've been trying to yeah. okay. quit occupations, and yes. um, and you know, occupying a woman is rape. So, oh um, really, I didn't know that. So um, you know, it's it's off and running, but we're trying to call it the ninety nine percent movement, and that's yeah. that's why when I was in Washington for the beginning of um, Occupy DC, I brought everybody into the ninety nine percent that embody this. We are the 99, the 99, the 99%. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jody Evans. Thank you. Always wonderful to be with you. Oh.